everyone. Welcome to this new episode of Carolyn Talks, the podcast slash YouTube channel where I, your host, Carolyn, I speak to film creatives around the world about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. In this episode, I speak to writer and director Celine Song about her first feature film, Past Lives, which has gotten amazing reviews. Everyone loves it. It premiered at Sundance in 2023, where I wasn't able to see it then, but I was able to see it afterwards because I was able to get in contact with the publicist and arrange an interview with Celine for joysauce.com. So this interview was originally recorded for that. So it's in published in written format on joysauce.com and it's an abridged version of this interview. So like everything that's in the written format, it doesn't have everything that's going to be mentioned here in this audio recording because some things would have been considered spoilers at that time because the film hadn't gotten its wide release. So we kind of cut some things out in the editing and also we shortened it for um, length and clarification. So I love this film for many reasons, but one of the things that I really loved about this film is that I think it's not necessarily about romantic relationships between men and women. I think it's more about the bonds people create between male and female friendships and, you know, the whole idea that people have that men and women can't be just friends. Mm -hmm. I think your film is about showing that men and women can be just friends Mm -hmm. and that men who may have who may have had romantic interest in like for instance like Nora I think like it shows that exes can have friendships with the new loves in their former loves lives so talk to me a bit about coming up with this story and about making it about more than romantic relationships well I think that's actually so true because I feel like um romance doesn't have to only exist for um people who end up dating and being together because that's not the limit of our uh, romantic life actually because mm-hmm. I feel like some of the, sometimes the romance can be like uh you know like you go to a bookstore and you're like it reminds you of another bookstore that you remember from your childhood and you're like how amazing that there's this bookstore around the corner that opened how how how, how, how fortunate or like how lucky that or like you just go like it's like you you know it's like a the restaurant I have a restaurant that closed it reopens and there's a romance in that too like I think it's like it is sometimes about places that you live too and of course when it comes to people yes absolutely friendships and it's also like sometimes you make eye contact with somebody who's in the street and then you say hey and you do I know you from somewhere and then you realize that no just that person just reminds you of someone else and you're like well there's even romance in that so I think romance can be like a part of like all our lives in such a uh, in a way that doesn't have to be labeled by boyfriend girlfriend uh, a partner you know like you don't need those things to really feel connected to other people in this way that is ineffable and completely mm-hmm. magical too mm-hmm. um do you think it has to do with using the word romance and i think i do think it has to do with a lot of the modern context the romance is strictly about like um, eros love, you know, about the idea of romantic love being only about sexual relationships and sexual um, connections with each other. Whereas, like back, I, you would say, like the Shakespearean times, or even like in the 1800s and 1700s, romance was more about having a connection with some, with with either a person, or you can have, as like, you use the, like, the analogy of a bookstore, where you're like, you just feel comfortable in the space, you know, you feel comfortable around people, and romance wasn't strictly about sexual love and sexual connections. You know, it wasn't about having, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. It was about, I feel romantically linked to like, a, you have a soul bond, you know? And mm-hmm. do, you think it, do you think it's because a lot of people like have this whole of what romance is known and that it's changed from the original meaning? 
I completely agree with that, actually, because I feel like um, the romance used to be something that comes from Sturm und Drang, right? Like that idea of romance, that's where the word came from, which is this idea that um, it's so much more about time and space, right? And then kind of things that you cannot control or change and the way that we as people are contending with it as heroes, right? That's really where the idea of original idea of romance came. But of course, I think over time, because of the, the sexual erotic love becoming a sort of center stage for when we talk about romance, I think it really shifted the thing. And I think it also has to do with um, the way that uh, capitalism is a part of our romantic life that we have. The apps or the way that we talk about dating and you have a person, you know, I have a boyfriend, I have a girlfriend. There is a kind of a thing where I think that capitalism has really infiltrated the way that we think about uh, love and relationships, where it's like it's so much more about like you know, attaining something. Right. But I think that this movie, the same something that I really wanted this movie to be about is uh, not about dating. I want it to be about love. Right. I wanted to about the love that we feel for each other, um, no matter what kind of a possessory or what kind of a ownership, like the kind of a way that we sort of are trained to think about love because, you know, about dating, really more than love, mm-hmm. um, that we kind of lose track of love, which is actually a fundamental part of romance. That's, that's what romance is. And love isn't just something that you feel towards um, the, the person you're dating right? Love is something you feel towards friends. You're right. From old acquaintances, sometimes you feel, I mean, of course you feel that about your family, right? So there is a kind of an amazing thing where um, the, yes, these two friends uh, love each other in this movie, right? But you cannot really talk about that as a dating thing because they never dated, right? But it doesn't mean that this love is not real. And it also doesn't mean that this love can only become real if they date, right? The love can exist, right? Exactly. Like love can exist without it having the erotic sexual consummation because this love that endures through time and space, they know each other, right? They know each other even after decades. And to me, I'm like, if that's not love, I don't know what is. And it doesn't mean that they have to kiss or have sex for them to uh, have the fullest version of itself. It's the fullest kind of love that can exist because Love is their love is pure. It's not connect. It's not uh, ruined by anything. It's actually just something that happens over time and space. So, mm-hmm. but I understand like people, the audience might feel like it's like well, only way that love is real is kissing. But I think this movie hopefully is an argument about actually no, you know, <laughs> like sometimes friendships or sometimes connections that are just connections, like you know. Um, and this is why I introduced the word inyan in it, right? There are just certain things in mm-hmm. life um, that are not necessarily have to be uh, consummated in a traditional way or in a way that we can all understand for it to be complete. So, and how amazing that Hesong flew 14 hours to be here to uh, be able to move on from the possibility of this girl that he loved so I think it's like, there's amazing thing that can happen where it's like, it's to me, I always think, I do think of it as a happy ending, but I, I think we can only think of it as a happy ending if we're willing to accept the idea of romance and love in a way that is uh, original. Like that is, that is, that, that was the, uh, 
original fundamental way that we were talking about romance and love, right? And not this yeah. new like app kind of like you know dating. The ending to me is a happy ending because the thing about this film is I don't think it's necessarily about Nora. I think it's more about Sung and him getting closure for himself. Because mm -hmm. the thing that one of the things about this film that I think you do so smartly is to show how Nora, who starts out as Nayang when she's living in South Korea, she always leaves. She's the mm -hmm. one who's always leaving Sung behind. You know, when they're kids, they're immigrate. She's immigrating with her family. She never, she literally told him like the day before <laughs> that they're moving. Oh, by the way, I'm moving to a completely different continent. And he's like, huh? And she's just like, well, see you, bye. And he's just like left floundering. And she's a child, so she's not responsible for her parents' actions. And she doesn't understand the permanence of goodbye, you know? For her, it's just like, she's moving on. She's just like, this is just the thing that I'm doing. But mm -hmm. for him, he just left, he's literally left there on the steps, like, what yeah. just happened? You know? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, and then like, as they're adults, like she's living in New York now, and he reconnects with her. And I want, I reckon, there's two things I want to talk about there, there, but then she leaves him again. She's when they're like, he's finally, oh, I found this person that I, that I thought so much about for my, from my childhood going through um, enlistment, becoming an adult, going through university and all this. He, she's always been at the back of his mind. And I think a lot of it is like, he never got that closure. He's just like, he's stuck on pause, you know, mm -hmm. like their relationship yes. for him is stuck on pause. He never got to say goodbye. Well, she's moved on from Canada to New York. And he finally reconnects with her. And she's like, oh, after you're, uh, we need to stop talking, you know, because I need to focus on writing this. Mm -hmm. play. And he's once again mm -hmm. left, like, just like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so, so for me, at the end of the film, I'm like, yes, hey, so you get to walk away this time. And it's not yeah. like, you know, but it's just like, he's like, I get to have closure for me. You know, yes. he's just, I'm not, I'm the one who doesn't get to walk away. I don't get left on pause. Yes. I don't get left wondering where I am, who who am I, and what do I mean to you in your life? So talk about hey song being the one yeah. to say, you know what? Bye. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you understand it so completely, and I feel like this is something that I feel like I don't uh, always get to talk about because I feel like people don't understand that um, it is uh, song who is driving this connection, right? Mm -hmm. She's the he's the one who is looking for her. He's the one who is flying 14 hours to be there for her but i went to korea recently so i now oh. know how it feels to be on that plane for 16 hours of course, like, that, is, that, that is dedication right there that is dedication right there but he's doing that because i know it is so long and horrible and he the thing is like he really is there um because he needs this for himself right like he's not going there for her almost right he's going there for himself because he knows that they're owed a proper goodbye because he didn't get a proper goodbye. And I think that that really haunted him. And I think he really wants to say goodbye so that he can move on. So for example, in the final scene of the film where he was um, is in the car and the actor Teo asked me what kind of expression I, he needs to have when he's in the car being driven away in the final scene. I was like, well, he needs to look, first of all, tired because he's been up all night. But secondly, he needs to be uh he needs to feel at peace right he needs to be so uh he needs to be happy he needs to be glad that that he flew 14 hours to 16 hours to be here so that he can um move on with his life right and he got what he came here to get right which is closure right 
So I think he is just so happy, honestly, that he just got to uh, move on, you know? Um, and I think in the, in the meantime, I don't think Nora knew that she needed to move on until Hesun came, because then she was somebody who was moving. So I didn't think that she knew that she needed to say goodbye to the little girl that she left behind. But then, of course, Hesong uh, flew for 14 hours to be here to remind her that he, she never got to say goodbye to that little girl that she left behind, right? So when we actually see the two of them saying goodbye in the scene at the end, and then the, we flash back to childhood, it's in the dark. I don't know if you noticed this, but there, it's mm -hmm. in the dark because... Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a bit to imply that there has to be a uh the this moment in childhood right they they're getting the goodbye that they were owed uh 24 years ago right and they're getting the goodbye now because they were too young to do it properly they tried when they were a little older but they couldn't do it either so they're two bad goodbyes in the movie where they doesn't mm -hmm. totally work and then the final goodbye, which is the good goodbye, because they actually get to do it. They actually get to say goodbye, right? Only after that, right? Mm -hmm. Only after they've been able to say the goodbye that they were owed. Only then can Nora cry, right? Because then actually Nora can cry uh, because she's actually uh, grieving. She gets to have a moment of grief where mm -hmm. she gets to say goodbye to that little girl that she never got to say goodbye to. And the gift that Hesun gives her, right? And this is why he's doing a, his arc is the heroic arc, right? Which is that like, he is the one who is um, giving her and also by extension, Arthur as well, yeah. the, a chance to say goodbye to that little girl and also to say hello, right? To sort of also meet that little girl and then to say goodbye. So mm. I think um, that there's something uh, complete about, and you're right, Hesun gets to walk away for the final time. And that's how you know that it is a proper goodbye, right? Right. Yeah. Only when both sides are able to walk away, mm -hmm. right? And the truth is, Nora got to walk away when she was a kid, right? And then only 24 years later is Hesun able to walk away. Mm -hmm. And then once both have walked away, that's a proper goodbye. Right. You know? And the movie it can end. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper, it's not only a goodbye, but I think it's a resolution because yes. um, like you mentioned um, them saying goodbye as kids in the dark when it close to the end. In the, in the beginning where um, Nayoung and Hee-sung are, they're parting, like he's kind of left in the dark, like his side of the stairs, because Wangi Bakari, there's so many stairs, so many steps. Yes. <laughs> like, when she's going, her side of the, her side is like lit. You know, it's more brightly lit and his side is kind of like shadowy and like, cause he's on pause again, there in the dark. And then, um, and it was, she wasn't even looking for him. You know, she was just like playing on like Facebook, possibly looking for her old, um, her old schoolmates. And she couldn't even remember his name. It was her mom who remembered his son's name, you mm -hmm. know, and that kind of shows, uh, well, he remembered everything about her, but it kind of shows her mentality where she was kind of like, she, her life wasn't really focused on him, but he still yeah. remembered every detail about her. But again, in those scenes, hey, Sung is sitting in the dark in front of his laptop using Skype, RIP Skype. And she yeah. is, <laughs> and she's lit up, you know, like her, her room is more brightly lit. And then well, there's um, her, the, the, the dawn happens. It's yes, dawn. the dawn it's happens. Dawn, there's dawn. And on Hesung's side, there's dusk. Yes. Right, the sun is setting so you're seeing the light change like that mm -hmm. so there's change but it's it's in a different way and of course she knows that she's going to get on the on a bus 
mm-hmm. and go to um, the artist residency, right? Yes. So she she's moving on again. Right? Yeah. And, and then there's the scene where after they reconnect on Skype, she's walking down. I love this, this single shot. Like she's walking down the street and she's not walking in the shadow or the light. She's literally walking on the, the margin of both. And it kind of shows where as a character, Nora is, she hasn't really found her place. And I think a lot to me as being an immigrant myself, I think a lot of that has to do with like you talked about saying goodbye to herself as a little girl. But I think she herself still hadn't really found her place as an immigrant, you know, and she still really was still kind of like, disconnected from her South Korean heritage and she's still one of the things about this story is very much an immigrant story and mm-hmm. but you put you play very subtly and she kind of disconnects from her South Korean heritage like we don't really get to hear her say anything much about her parents you mm-hmm. know she only speaks Korean in in her sleep you know um she wears shoes inside the house I was like full assimilation so <laughs> I'm like that's oh, where, where where she oh she never where, does that no when she goes into the artist resident she wears the shoes oh, inside the there, house of like, course I, but it's a but it's a but it's like a but it's not a korean space right true i guess that ground, I that ground is dirty that ground is dirty I literally, <laughs> I literally you know exactly guessed. yeah <laughs> but talk about how this film also talks about her as you said reconnecting with her childhood and she's saying goodbye to that little girl that she was with um with hasten but i think this is also a beginning of her perhaps learning to reconnect with who she is now and yes. like it's the beginning you yes, know exactly. it's a, it is both a goodbye and a hello beginning. exactly yeah. it is definitely a goodbye and a hello just like all goodbyes right i think that's like i think there is it is going to be mm-hmm. of course the beginning of something right and also it's something yeah. that's happening in her marriage to this guy too he gets to see her as this kid who's a crybaby right that's new <laughs> And yeah. I think it's like, and I think to me, I'm like, well, that's a new part of their relationship, which they can be like, they're having mm-hmm. the conversation in the bedroom because Hesung is in town, right? So part of what Hesung is giving them is also like, Hesung has, it's, it's also a gift for Arthur too, as in like, he gets to, um, he by sort of like uh, allowing Nora to sort of like actually let the other parts of her life be a part of her life right she is becoming more complete in some way right as a person right and part of that is like that is such an amazing thing that like arthur is smart enough to recognize which is why arthur says to hesong it was the right thing to do i'm glad you came here right because he knows that it is also a gift does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah it is. And I think it's um like, so we're gonna wrap it up. But I think one of the things about this film is also like we talked at, at the beginning about romance and you know romantic relationships. And a lot of people could look at this um their their relationship as almost a way for Arthur to be jealous. But I don't mm-hmm. think he was jealous at all. I think he was just like, wait, this guy is opening up a whole new side of my wife that I never got to see. You know, mm-hmm. he's getting to see her speak fluently in Korean. You know, he's getting to see her communicate with another South Korean person in a way that he wasn't able to see her do before. Yeah. So I think this film is also a, a way of showing people about how you can be tolerant and also yeah. um, just being accepting and everything doesn't have to be about jealousy. Of course. This is a new side of my wife. I get okay. to experience her fully now for the, for, exactly. for the first time. It can be about the generosity of spirit, right? It can be generous, you know? Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, so we're finished now. I wish we had more time. I have. So I know, of course. This is such a great conversation. Thank you for this conversation. <laughs>
one that was my interview with Celine Song about her film Past Lives, which recently won Best Feature at the Independent Spirit Awards. We weren't able to have uh, as long as an interview as we both would have liked because we were having such a great time talking, but I, I appreciate the time that I did have. And she gave me such a great insight into the film, especially how she looks at romance and romantic relationships in context to the film, but also in real life. And we agreed on many and everything. And it was just great to talk to her. I hope I get a chance to speak to her again, not only about past lives, but about her filmmaking process as well, because I was really intrigued with the cinematography and the sound design of this film as well. And I love the film. It's one of my favorite films from 2023. And I'm not just saying that because of like I got to interview her, but I mean that genuinely. Like I love the performances. I love Greta Lee's um and enigmatic. What's the word? <laughs> Um, her, she's such she's an enigma on screen if you watch her in the show um in the morning show where she's also on you get to see a whole different side of her as a performer like that that character is more um proactive you know she's more of a go-getter she's very self-assured and she knows what she wants whereas her character Nora in past lives is a bit more hesitant you know and she's kind of like discovering this new side of her self through this character of Sung, and then of course John McGarrow is I think very underappreciated and very and deserves much more praise than he's gotten throughout the entire award season like I think without his performance the film doesn't work quite the way it does Selena her cast and director did a fantastic job casting these three main characters because the energy from John and Greta and and you say, oh, works so beautifully. And like, they bring such life to all three of these characters. I couldn't imagine anyone else in these roles. So I love the film and I appreciate Celine taking the time for talking to me. And I appreciate you for listening to this episode. And I, and, and I do have to give a couple of announcements now. So if you've been a long time listener of Sir Here's What Happened in Karen and Toss in the podcast form, you've noticed that I didn't really post anything since November. That was because I was a bit sick. And then I was focusing on coverage that was being published on other websites. I did have interviews that I did publish in pot in the YouTube version, but I didn't do the podcast episodes because we were having some issues with the website and with the account. And my co-host and I, Lanisha, for So Here's Happened, where we talked about pop culture and film reviews and us, we kind of took a hiatus on the podcast and we were starting out things um, with how we would go forward. And we decided that I would take over So Here's What Happened and it would stay strictly for Carolyn Toss. It would be so Carolyn Toss for So Here's What Happened podcast. So we're just keeping um, So Here's What Happened as the umbrella for it because like, that's where all of the previous interviews and everything um, is housed. So you'll see only Carolyn Toss podcast episodes going forward on the So Here's What Happened podcast. So that was one of the reasons that I didn't publish for the last few months. And it, I just didn't have the time because as I said, it was sick, but I also was trying to work on commissioned work and work focusing on the YouTube channel because it was in a lot of coverage for different film festivals. And then I had Sundance in, 20, in January and I did some podcast episodes and I did some YouTube episodes for that. And for those ones, I'm going to do podcast versions, but it's going to have to, it's going to take some time because I have to do like the intros and the outros for those, but also I have self by office coming up. So I just wanted to give a brief synopsis of, I did I pronounce, I think it got tongue twisted just now, a brief synopsis of what's been going on with me, but I will continue to post podcast versions of the um, interviews going forward from here on out. And so that's it. So and for those who are new listeners, welcome to Karen and Toss. And thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. You can go and look up and see the podcast that I've done for Karen and Toss, but also those I've done with Lanisha for Sir Here's What Happened. We have some great podcast episodes. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie, C-N-H-12, that's C-A-R-R-I-E-C-N-H-1-2. 
go to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at Carolyn underscore Hines. You can find all the video versions of all my YouTube, my interviews there, as well as those I've been doing for Key Question America Magazine, who I went to, to Korea twice for last year, and then also did Sandat's coverage for as well. And you can go to my R3 page, that's R3AUTHORRY.com slash Carolyn Hines and find all of my published work there. That's interviews, podcasts, YouTube channel links, as well as my film analysis, uh, film reviews, TV reviews that I've done in the past. And I'll be trying to do some more TV reviews going forward because a girl is trying to make some money this year. It's been hard for me out here as a freelancer and insane. So I will provide a link in the description box with my PayPal information. If you would like to donate to the cause that is Carolyn and my work as a film critic and a journalist, Please, I appreciate any donations that can be given to my PayPal account. And I will wrap up here. I don't want to ramble on too long. So until the next episode of Carolyn Talks, everyone, stay safe. Bye.